0: Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited to fill you guys in today on week 20 and 21 of my pregnancy. I am actually podcasting from the comfort of my own bed today, which is a welcome change from podcasting in the car. That is usually where I've been podcasting these days. Back in the day, which really was not that long ago, Matt and I always used to sit in bed and podcast, but as I've shared before, it is nearly impossible to sit down with Matt for an hour and have silence. Like it's just, it just doesn't really, it just doesn't really happen. So that's why it's just been little old me. Um, But I do hope to bring him on at some point, um, and then maybe you know have some guests here and there. But I am still just kind of reeling from all of the moving chaos, everything about the first half of this pregnancy was busy. So, so, so busy. Um, because right around the time that I found out I was pregnant, we had just bought the cottage and we were renovating and there was just, it was summertime that we were going to the, the beach a little bit. Like there was just a lot going on. I was super sick. And then right as I started to feel better, it was like, okay, now we are selling our house, like preparing our house to sell, we're selling our house and then we're moving. And it's just been like, like craziness. Um, so anyway, hopefully, you know, in the, uh, later episodes of this podcast and, you know, towards, uh, the sec, through the second half of this pregnancy, I can spice it up a little bit and, and get some, get some guests in here. But, um, I mean, I'm assuming if you're listening, if you've made it this far into this, this pregnancy with me that you somehow enjoy just me rambling on, um, This is easily the most candid that I am on any platform. It's completely unedited, basically, and I'm just chatting with you guys, so that's kind of nice. But um, anyway, so we're going to talk about week 20 and week 21, which was chaotic and lovely at the same time. So um, let's start with week 20, Um, the big thing this week, which is a big thing most, in mo- most, most pregnancies, the midway point, um, was the anatomy scan. So I got to go have um, my anatomy scan, which m- my plan is that is the last time that I'll have a scan. It's the last time I'll see our sweet little baby um, until he or she is on my chest when he or she is born. Um, and this was actually the first time I'd ever gone to an anatomy scan by myself because it was just, you know, it was tough for Matt to get away, um, with the kids. So, which honestly was fine. Um, I think I like would have been, if that was like my first pregnancy, I probably would have been like devastated. He couldn't go. Um, but we were both kind of like, yeah, all right, just going to go get scanned. And I remember when I came home, I think he was like, he was outside with the kids or I don't know what it was, but I'm pretty sure he was outside and I pulled up and, you know, it's just like, Oh mom, mom, so blah, 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 like crazy. And probably like five, 10 minutes into me being there and just like being outside with everybody, being with the kids. He was like, scan good. I was like, yep. (laughs) All right. That's it. (laughs) Um, You know, it's just, it's just what it is. So anyway, um, everything looked good. Thank goodness. I always get nervous for the anatomy scan. I get nervous before any scan, especially that like very first one, um, because I shared with you guys before that I uh, I had a miscarriage in my second pregnancy. So every time I go in for that first scan, I'm like, oh, please Lord, let there be a heartbeat. Um, But anatomy scan too is a little nerve wracking because this is typically where if something is, you know, amiss, if there's some kind of deformity or, you know, an organ hasn't, um, isn't uh, like on track as far as it's like development. Um, this is usually where you find that out and that can be major. So it's always a little nerve wracking going into the anatomy scan. Um, and I also feel like it really depends on your, um, tech who does it. Like I've had techs Who are like super sweet and chatty and you know just by their demeanor you're like okay I think everything's going fine because if something wasn't right she wouldn't be chatting about life you know and then I have other ones who are like super stoic super quiet no matter what like it was a perfectly fine scan and they didn't say it like utter a word and the whole time I'm like trying to read this person like what because you know they're just like here's the here's the femur and here's the brain and you can see all the chambers of the heart and here's the spine and they they're kind of showing you but you know I don't know how to read scans so like I don't really know what I'm looking for like I can see what they're pointing out but I don't notice I don't know to detect anything that's wrong so uh, but this time around I had a really sweet chatty tech which is how how I like my ultrasound techs because I just want it to be bubbly and upbeat, of course, because I want everything to be going well. Um, And she was super nice. And, um, and I appreciate the conversation because otherwise I just sit there and I'm like, for, you know, 15 minutes, like, I hope everything's okay. This is kind of scary. So, but uh, everything looked good. Got to see a little baby squirming around in there. And it's such a funny thing because they're, um, he or she was, you know, moving the whole time, like just, legs up overhead, moving an arm, squirming around. And like, I can't feel any of that. It's just so bizarre. I'm like, they're moving and grooving in there. And I just have like, no idea. I can obviously start to feel, I'm starting to feel kicks and stuff now, but I mean, when they're just like wiggling around and you can't feel it, it's just kind of a funny thing. Um, so I did try and stop Unisom again and I started up Unisom (laughs) again. So just echoing what I said in the last episode, like confirmed, this is definitely my sickest pregnancy because I have never experienced nausea in week 20. Um, and again, it was not bad nausea, but it was still nausea. And, um, that is just new for me. So, um, went back on the unisom, which I just take at night with B6. Um, so week 20 was officially when like the moving chaos hit our house. Because we're about two weeks out from the move, um, but the following week we actually went on a trip, just Matt and I, which I'm going to talk about um, in a few minutes here. So we knew we were going to we were going to miss like five whole days of packing, like potential to pack. Um, and then when we got back from our trip, we only had like three or four days before we actually had to like like the move it movers were come coming to move all of her things. Um so we really did majority of the packing during my 20th week of pregnancy and it was chaotic. It it really was. It was not it was not fun. Um I've mentioned before that we've moved this is our this was our fourth move. Um so I feel like the actual move itself, like the 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 packing and the like deciding what we were going to keep and deciding what we were going to like donate or trash. And then even like after we moved, like the actual like unpacking, I feel like that itself went the smoothest because not that we necessarily did anything differently. Like we're fairly organized packers. Um, but I think I was just so used to the process that like, I wasn't surprised by it. It was just kind of like, you just got to do it. It's just like do the work. Um, it is what it is. But it was the most difficult move because we had three small kids in tow. The last time we moved, um, I was actually pregnant, but I was pregnant with Hadley and we just had Hayden. So one little kid versus three little kids is definitely a totally different scenario. Um, and it was tough. Like it was it was a stressful, week because for so many different reasons. Um, you know, one reason being it's so hard to pack because like they have no interest in packing, like (laughs) they're home, they want to play, they want to do fun stuff. They want to like go outside and it's like, ah, but we like also are on a deadline and we like have to pack up the house. Um, so that was tough. Um, I also wrote down all their toys are packed up and they're going nuts. And this was true for the first several days. Um, Because we, we packed up because I I mentioned this on the last podcast, like as you're packing, you, you start packing up like the least, the the least essential things. And for us, like we were like, okay, all the toys are going to eat. Like pretty much all the toys, we packed up about 95% of them because we don't need toys. And that was something that we could easily pack up and just like check that off the list, empty the playroom essentially. Um, And we also had some toys in the family room. Like we had, we had a decent amount of toys And the first few days I think because they were so used to having toys they didn't really know what to do with themselves and they were like extra bored and they were also getting in it felt like they were getting into everything like they were getting I mean not that they didn't do this before but like they were getting into the pantry and like pulling stuff out and just like making huge messes with like everyday day. items, not toys. And I wasn't really quite used to that because mostly they just make a big mess with the toys. Um, like for example, there was one day where all of a sudden I was like, Bo and Hadley are very quiet. And you know, if you're a mom, you know, it's not, it's never good. And so I find them in the pantry or the, it was the butler's pantry and they had taken out a bag of grits and which was pretty full and Hadley was just taking fistfuls of grits and dumping them on Bo's head. So his, like, beautiful little head of blonde hair is just full of grits. They're all over his face. They're, like, gathered on his eyelashes. His clothes are covered in grits. And he, but he's loving it. And all the grits that have fallen on the floor, he's, like, sticking his hands in it. He's swishing them around. They're, like, tossing them in the air. They're just having, like, a full blown party with the grits. And I was just, like, oh my God, I wasn't mad. And honestly, was kind of funny. But that's just an example of like, like something like that has never happened before. Like they would get into the pantry and they would like pull stuff out because there's so much stuff that was like at their level, you know, like pull out bags or boxes or whatever. And we would just like, you know, put them back in. Um, but that was like a taking it to another level. Like they, they had more time and more interest and I guess more Creativity to like, okay, how do we actually open the bag? Like, how do we take this a step further? Because we don't have anything else to play with. So that was chaotic. Um, But then, and I talked about this, I did an Instagram reel on it, and maybe you've seen it. But something I noticed was after like those initial, I don't know, maybe like three, four, five days, it was almost like there was like a toy detox. And I couldn't believe the change in, um, not so much Bo because you know, he's just a bit, he's like one. Um, but a huge change in my girls, they were so much more creative. They played with each other for much longer stretches. They would use just like anything around the house, like pillows or blankets. Um, Anything that they could find, and they would come up with these like super creative games. Like, I was so impressed by them, and they would play, they started playing so much better together. I just couldn't believe it. And it just made me realize, you know, like, wow, we really don't need all these toys. Like, they take so many of these toys out every day. I think they literally just like dump them out, they don't even play with them. So, we end up with this like tornado of toys at the end of the day, and like, and I go through and I declutter their toys. Like, I feel like I'm like kind of ruthless about toys, but I didn't realize like how ruthless I really could be. And it actually benefits them. Like, I would feel bad getting rid of toys. I know that they like, you know, they play with here and there because I'm like, they like that toy. But I just had this like major mom realization of like, they actually are so much better off without all this stuff. Um, I, I, I was like blown away. And even since we have moved we had boxes. I mean, and again, we didn't have a ton of toys. Like I've never been like crazy, crazy, crazy with toys. Like we don't buy toys. Like we just somehow, like where do they come from? I don't know. But we had a few, I think like three, maybe four big, like giant moving boxes full of toys and they're, they're, they're actually still in our garage, but they're just getting donated. Like I don't even, we did open them and we pulled out the ones, like we pulled out like the magnet tiles, which are a huge hit and they play with daily and like, they get so much use. Um, like, like a couple wooden toys that like they actually use and play with, um, like their costume, like dress up stuff and like a ton of books and some puzzles. And like, that is literally it. Everything else. I was just like, Goodbye. Goodbye. I used to have like uh, emotional attachments to their toys, certain toys, because I'm like, well, they do like it and they do play with it, but they are so much more creative and they're so much better off without all of that stuff. It was just, it was so wild to me. Um, so anyway, um, originally or at first, I should say it was chaotic because all their toys were packed. I remember, and I just remember being like, oh my god, I can't wait to have their toys unpacked. And now I'm like, I'm so glad we never unpacked them. Um, and so so that was like week 20. It was all about, uh, moving chaos. Um, but then the next week we actually went on a trip. Hold on. Give me one second. Um, sorry. I had to text Matt back. Told you this is like unedited real time. Um, okay. So the next week we actually went on a trip. So this was a young living trip. This was a trip that we earned. It was a trip to Kona, Hawaii. Um, and we knew that we had earned it like back in the summer. Um, But I didn't know we were going to be moving at that time. Like I knew I was going to be like 20-ish weeks pregnant. I was like, oh, that's actually like a really good sweet spot to be going on a trip. Um, But at the time when we earned it and we knew we were like going to go, we did not know we were going to be moving at that time. So the timing ended up being insane. We left on a Saturday, got back on a Thursday, and then we moved on Monday. So it was just... was quite possibly like the worst time to go away technically but at the same time it was kind of like the best time to go away because like I said it was really chaotic and it was so actually nice to be able to like step out of that chaos and like sit on a beach and be forced to relax because there's like literally nothing you can do like you can't pack that far away like you just can't um so, we just started our packing like, you know, five days earlier. And, and it actually was really nice. We had such a good time. We were there with, obviously, um, some of our good friends that we've met through Young Living. I've been doing the Young Living business for over six years now. Um, so, there was a bunch of people that we knew there. And it's like all other couples. And everyone's, uh, I mean, some people actually brought their kids, but most people are there like, you know, w- without their kids. And so, it's just a really fun trip where everyone is just relaxing and having a good time and it was such it was such a blessing. These trips are always such a blessing um, especially because this was we kind of treated it as like a baby moon And you know Matt and I do not get a lot of um, we're together most of the time, but we between kids and work, And running a house and all of those demands, which you know, all everyone experiences, um, there's just not a lot of quality time, because the the only alone time that we get is at night, and by that point we are like so tired, (laughs) like after a full day, and then the bedtime, and like when everything is said and done, we are just exhausted. And like we will go, you know, on a date night here and there. Um, But there's just nothing like day after day after day of just hanging with your spouse where you can just talk endlessly about whatever and no one is interrupting you. Like we cannot have any even remotely serious conversations with the kids around because they just interrupt. Um, And it's something that, you know, we're working on to like not have them do that and to, you know, say, excuse me and be patient. But it's like, they're not robots. They're tiny kids. So um so it's just it just doesn't really happen. So it's so nice to have that time and I was so grateful to have that time. Like I I just like I love Matt so much. He's like literally my best friend and when we just get to hang out, it's so fun. And it was just a really, really wonderful trip. And I'm so glad that we went. Uh not that we ever considered not going, but we were both like dreading it is not the right word because we were excited for the trip but we were very overwhelmed with the timing of the trip so we were just like oh my god are we really doing this like this is just this is this is a lot um but I'm so so glad that we did it and there was like a little um I honestly wasn't really concerned but because of my blood clotting uh issues and my varicose veins there's like you know flying all the way to Hawaii is like not casual so um so I did have to be like extra cautious. I obviously still did my Lovenox inj- injections the whole way. Um, but when I was actually on the plane, um, I wore both compression stockings. So I wear compression stocking on my right leg like, every day because that's where all of my varicose veins are. Never on my left because I don't have any varicose veins, so I'm not doing it. Um, but on the flight, you know, your uh, blood flow can be like kind of compromised because like the pressure and all of that. Um, so you're just like more likely to get a blood clot. And according to my hematologist, he said, if you're on the Lovinox, your blood is not going to clot. Um, however, he instructed me to still get up every hour, um, to drink a ton of water, like stay as hydrated as possible. And he was like, if you do that, you should be, you should be okay. And I was, um, so again, I wasn't really super concerned about it, but um, again, I'm glad that I didn't let that concern, like count me out because it ended up being totally fine. Um, so I just, again, drank a ton of water. I wore both my compression stockings. I tried to get up every hour <clears throat> and kind of walk around, stretch my legs, get the blood flowing. Um, and what was really interesting is, because I wear this compression stocking every day um, and I've. I've talked about like wearing them before and I'm like, oh, this one's like pretty comfortable. Like I don't even like notice it's there. Um, but I I wonder, I think it's just because I, I wear it every day and I'm so used to it because I wear like the 15 to 20, whatever that is. They're tight. And when I put it on my left leg, I was like, oh my God, this thing is like suffocating my leg. It's so tight on my right leg, like, I literally like don't even really notice it's there. Um, but I think it's just because I've become so accustomed to it. So I thought that was really interesting. I was like, wow, okay. I'm just like really used to it. So if I've been like, oh yeah, they're like not bad at all. They're really comfortable. And you get them and you're like, what is she talking about? That explains it. Because <laughs> I just, I think I'm just very used to it. Um, but man, they are tight. They really are tight. Um, so one thing that was like my veins, my varicose veins were very sore after flying. Like I think it was probably a combination of like maybe being up in the air, but also just like sitting, even though I was getting up every hour, like I never sit all day and it's two back-to-back six hour flights. Um, So it was just a lot of sitting. It was a lot of just like pressure on those veins and they were very sore after flying. Um, also that pubic symphysis pain that I mentioned previously um, was pretty bad. Like every time I would like get up, I would be like kind of limping a little, just like a few steps until I like got my gait going. Um, so there's just that, my whole, my pelvis and my veins, it was just not happy after all that flying. Um, I also wrote that the time change was really tough on my body and I was so tired, which makes sense. It's, it's difficult anyway. And then you add pregnancy on top of it. It was a six hour time change, which is pretty big. Um, but we had a great trip. And again, I'm so, so glad that we went. And when we came back, we took a red eye. So we flew, um, from Kona to Seattle, like middle of the day and then landed in Seattle and then flew out of Seattle, like 11 PM Seattle time, took a red eye and got home at like 6 AM Philly time. Um, and oh, I was so tired. I did actually sleep somewhat on the flight, which I was really worried about. Um, cause I do, I cannot sleep on flights. Like I really can't, like I am not a big medicine taker but typically i would take like an advil pm or something to just like help help me sleep um but i wasn't going to do that pregnancy or pregnant obviously but i actually kind of forgot that because i was still taking my unisom and unisom is technically like marketed as a sleep aid and it does make you drowsy um so i think i like forgot that that was a thing and then when i was like taking it before we got on the flight i was like oh this actually might help me sleep that's good (laughs) and i did i did sleep somewhat um it wasn't too bad, but I was exhausted when we landed. Absolutely exhausted. Um, but there was like no time to rest. It was just jump right back in. I we literally, we got, we landed at like 5.40 at 5 a.m., got our bags, got in the car, drove straight to my parents' house, picked up all of our kids. <laughs> and it was like, here we go. We got a full day <laughs> with the three musketeers, very sleep deprived. Um, and we have to pack. We have to pack the house, um, which was tough but at the same time like it just like forced us to keep going so in a way it was kind of nice because there was just literally like no option like even if we wanted to just like put a movie on and like lay on the couch and like try and maybe get a little sleep and still not feel rested um like we couldn't even we couldn't even do that because we like literally had to pack so I remember right like we I went over to the new house like bright and early with Hayden, and I remember I put it on Instagram, but I was like trying to put together a chandelier, which ended up being too big, and we couldn't even use it anyway, but I was piecing together the chandelier, and I was like, I, I don't even know what I'm doing, like I, I'm looking at these directions, and they mean nothing to me, like my brain is not functioning, <laughs> um, but you know, so yeah, we just kind of jumped right back into packing, um, we got our countertops installed, like that that day. literally that day, I was there until I came back to the new house. I was there until like seven o'clock at night or something. Like I was just so dead tired, but here I was, you know, it just was what it was. So, um, but we got the countertops installed, which was really exciting because with moving in the following week, it was nice to have, you know, a functioning kitchen with like a sink and real countertops. So we can like put stuff on, um, running water, like all of that is super important. Um, and less way less like fixer uppery. Um, So I was super happy that those got put in and they're beautiful and I love them. Um, And I wrote down that I like, I just want to lay around and rest post trip, which probably would have been the best thing for me, of course. Um, But I just couldn't like, we got to pack, we got to move like this is happening. Um, And on top of all that, we actually had a wedding (laughs) that Friday night. So we flew in Thursday morning you know, packed all day, did stuff at the new house. And then Friday night, my cousin got married. So it was just like, literally go, go, go. There is just no, no time to rest, which was tough. But then, like I said, again, same time, it was also kind of nice because we just kind of plowed through those first few days of jet lag and, um, it just kind of helped us get through it. Um, but so then we just finished, finished packing up. And then the next week, which was week 22, was the actual move. So I'm not going to tell you guys about that in this episode, but I will be back um, with the next episode to share with you guys how that actually went down as far as actually moving. Like what the state of our house was when we moved because there was so much construction that happened. How the kids did with the move. Like it's there's just so so many things um, that go into – completely uprooting yourself and putting your whole family into a totally new house. Um, But man, we're glad to be here. So um, that's all I have for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed watching it or watching it. I'm not on YouTube. Sorry. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to it, um, hearing all about our trip and the chaos that went into packing up our house and my really cool realization about toys because otherwise I don't think I would have ever made that change. Actually, I know I would have never made that change because it would have felt very harsh to just, like, get rid of all their toys. It would have it would have felt like mean mom. <laughs> um, but turns out it was, like, the best thing for them, and I still can't get over it. Um, anyway, so thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. Join me um, when I'm back in the next week or so uh, to hear all about our move. And then we really get to, like, get into talking about we're not talking about because we've been talking about pregnancy but get into like really like sinking into this pregnancy and preparing for baby and like all that stuff that I like literally like I said have not thought much about um once the move is done and we're settled it's like okay let's focus on having this baby like how can I get the house ready how can I get me ready like all the labor prep stuff all the baby prep stuff like all of that is coming and it's very exciting. Um, and I can't wait to share it all with you guys. So again, thanks for listening and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.